Welcome everyone to our Late to the Party rewatch of Neon Genesis Evangelion, the seminal teenagers versus giant monsters anime barely of the late 20th century. I'm Frank, together with Russell, Pope, Al, and a bunch of special guests. We're walking you through the show as it finally receives wide distribution on Netflix. What did you people do to me? I mean, you volunteered for this. <laughs> I don't think, I think I was led astray. We are covering episodes 24, 25, and 26 of the series. So full spoilers for a show that should be spoiled. It should be spoiled. Every new person you bring to this show should have it spoiled. You should be like, listen, this is a pretty good anime. You'll like most of it. Yep. That's stop watching after episode 22. But not that. You should be more <laughs> than just stop watching because I was expecting, oh my God, how how horrific will it all be? And instead it's like, oh my God, are they literally shooting? Is it is it just they're shooting the sketchboard now? They're just putting exactly the, that. A, a webcam yep. on the yep. sketchboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not expect any of this. So, uh, Russell, could you do a quick recap for us of where we're at? This is what we just, we just, I think it was, I was, Shinji, um, I think just defeated the last, as far as we know, Angel and uncovered the truth of Ray. Yeah. The, right. We, we got all the clone rays got destroyed, excuse me, in the, in the vat. And then Shinji's kind of dealing with that. Thank you, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, there was yeah. Al. Oh, wait, how did I do that? Yeah, yeah. You, and you Couldn't agreed. Tell you. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's fine. That is that is the recap. All the rays got destroyed in the vat. So far, I'm thinking, oh, wow, this this teenager's uh, controlling giant robots anime is now, uh, has breached into the what defines humanity, and yep. then also leapt over that into um, a little bit of body horror, kind of. What just is a little soul? Touch. What is a soul? You know, it's, it's similar. And I'm like, all right. I'm f I, fine. I've settled in. That's what this show is about. Yet, there are th three more episodes. Uh, so uh, what do you think as a person who is, Russell, as somebody who has, um, has championed the show, more or less, <laughs> what do you think about this, this, this part? Well, remember, I mean, I saw this show when I was younger, so it's younger me who's been championing it, even to older me as a rewatch, you know? <laughs> so there's that to be considered. But honestly, I feel like it is, the flaws are very apparent here, you know? And as much as, as Gynex has tried to insist, like, no, no, we're totally happy with this is, the fact that they made those movies afterwards does kind of show you that, yeah, there there's stuff here that even they knew they could have, have done uh, uh, better than they did. Honestly, it, it still makes those very deep statements. The problem is now it is compressing some of those ideas and expanding on others, largely based on how much budget they have left. Which was none. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, yes. <laughs> when I mentioned, I think offhandedly, we started this, this rewatch sort of, I guess, impressed by how how well they used their budget because it was you know they 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 were minimalist at times and how they were concerned and how like the short animation short I even had a segment animation shortcut of the week where I would talk about my favorite animation sh shortcut that actually made the story more interesting yep and mm -hmm. then last episode I was like you know some of these shortcuts 
they're not that great. It seems almost as if they're uh, running out of budget. And yeah. I, I can't remember yeah. who said it because you've all betrayed me on the same level. Uh, it was like, oh, just you wait. Mm-hmm. Just you yes. wait. Please, like, we're like, all going to sit back. We're all going to sit back and listen to Beethoven now. And you be quiet and listen because this is important. <laughs> I'm just going to say right now, though, this is a thing that has does bother me in other media as well. As soon as you put Beethoven or Mozart or Handel, one of those big, famous classical composers into your stuff, it better be good. Because you're going to like take like, let's take one of the great masterpieces of, of you know, of of Western musical literature and let's just put it up against our stuff. Your stuff better stand up. Yeah. Yeah. And you holding know. on a frame for 45 doesn't <laughs> quite do it. I mean, I kind of like it to an extent. Like, that's my one animation shortcut. I'll let it go because it's a very slow burn at a time when Shinji is really contemplating, man, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I, like, and... But we're not looking at Shinji. We're looking at a machine. But no, yeah. but I think, it, but that's the thing. I, I think if you were looking at him, you would lose the effect. It would, it would go back to all of the inner turmoil and the teenager angst and all the stuff that I would like... No, I want the slow, just like, let me just see the Ava and like oh, him. Oh, you contrarian monster. I am a contrarian monster. I'm aware of this. Like, mm-hmm. I hate so mm-hmm. much of this show, but this is the one thing I'm going to defend it on and be like, no, I liked that. All right, fine, <laughs> it was just, I, I mean, I, I definitely want to watch it. the first thing I pick on a dislike. You have to tell me you like. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> it was definitely when I was watching, like, I, I remember this even originally, that it was always like, this is taking too long. Why do we have, like, we have no cutaway whatsoever. Like, I need something here. I, I feel like it actually destroys the tension. It doesn't build it. Well, and it ends just, it ends with something just utterly perfunctory. Hmm. You know, just like, yeah. cut, splash. I, I guess so, that was his head. Oops, done. You know. <laughs> I, so this is how uh, First Time Watcher had to go through it. I was watching yeah. it at this point, staring and going, is there something wrong with Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, I'm just going to pause and just sort of like scan around the area. I'm like, nope, that's just a still. That's <laughs> just and, a it's, still. and it's not even like there's a little bit of animation wiggle. It's not even like Dr. Cat's professional therapist level <laughs> of activity. Nope. nope, just a still. And the single, whole, t- whole time I'm picturing, I'm like, is he going to take this character whose name escapes me? Because uh, Kaoru? Kaoru. Yep. And like just Kauru like a, like a matchstick, rub him against the wall and pop off his head. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's what happens because the head goes. I had to rewind and it confirmed it was a head that went plop into yep. the water. Uh, it's should we talk about how we get to that point? Yes. It's, this is this is one of those. This is one of the dense episodes. Like I said, they kind of reached at the end. They are compressing some ideas together really tightly and then letting other things expand. And Kaoru's whole thing. I mean, he. He makes a huge impact on the story for a lot of fans, and he's there and he's gone in one episode. You know, so I can't uh, believe he was there for one episode. When he finally shows up, I'm like, oh, this is the character I've heard rumors of for so long. Mm-hmm. This is going to have some weight to it. And I'm not going to say that it has no weight because obviously all art is subjective. Yeah. Right. I get it. But at this point, I feel like we're, we're breaching the level of being subjectively odd. And mm-hmm. the choices ha- that happen in the next two episodes are incredibly weird. But even here, where the last episode you get full narrative information <laughs> passing, yep. it's uh, he's there and he's gone is the best way to describe it. Uh, Pope, yeah, you're yeah, sh- just, uh, he's got like these crazy like 
spectral arcs that go everywhere, you know, like, he's the only person that Shinji can connect to at that point because everybody else is, like, dead or warped or in a coma mm-hmm. or et cetera, et cetera. Like, all of his friends have left. But um, his behavior is utterly alien. Oh, well, yeah. So, yeah, just, Like, he hits so many <laughs> points so that, like, even though, you know, he's only on 22 episodes or 22 minutes of episode time, he makes a larger impact than, you know, I would say, uh, was it Toji, the fourth child? Mm-hmm. Toji? Oh, see, yep. I, to me, he was just... This character was just too weird, and maybe uh, maybe the hype got caught up too much. Probably. To the point where, like, I was like... And I wasn't really sitting there going, oh, this is going to be super important. But more like I was like, all right, so what's the deal with him? And... Well, if I you mean, think about it, they know each other for less than 24 hours. And they're immediately, like, you know, fast friends. Because Kaoru is just basically talking about things that no one else will talk about with Shinji. And... It really does point how emotionally starved for affection or connection or whatever Shinji actually is, which I think is a very important part of the character, of the the feature of the character. Um, It carries a lot of, of, it's a very charged situation Mm -hmm. around Kaoru because of of all of the the, uh, implied in the Japanese, yet more explicitly stated in this translation about there being a homosexual attraction. But I mean that's a whole that's a whole uh, boondoggle right now because the new translation steps back from more committed language to more vague language to sort of make it seem like a, you know like well does he love you or does he like you or does he like like you and you know we're right. we're we're in the midst of, I believe Twitter is still fighting about that in certain in certain yeah it's a, it's a bit of a mess and it does come from there not being an exact translation of the way Kaoru talks in the original Japanese about Shinji. It's supposed to be more than friends, but less than lovers. There's like some terms of endearment that are like meant to express the type of love and affection that he has. And there is a lot of implied and genuine sort of like, I mean, I can definitely, I definitely feel like there is a romantic interest from those characters. And when you see some oh, yeah. people films, there's mm-hmm. even more of that. Um, oh, yeah. It's but, much more explicit in the comic. I feel may I, I'm going to put forth. I'm going to put myself out there and say that I am going to suggest that this is not something that can be easily excused away with uh, translation issues or uh, because for me, uh, that, and I really, obviously, I don't, sp- well, maybe not obviously, but I do not speak Japanese. Um, mm. But if you were to tell me that there is a word or a phraseology that can imply something a little bit more than friendship and a little bit less than commitment uh, or romantic intent, but could be somewhere in that zone, if you're telling me that there's a phrase for that, love or like both work for me, especially in like a high school drama, right? Yeah. You say, I mm-hmm. like you, and mm-hmm. it can mean anything depending on the way you interpret it, or I love you, and it can mean anything the way you interpret it. So you've got that that the the that vagueness built into either of those words. Mm. The, the fact that you've chosen to walk it back to another word to, to, for, to like instead of love, to me, suggests that you are now trying to intentionally walk, walk it, it back. back. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, two, two warriors in a battlefield saying I love you could, does not necessarily mean romantic intent to me until you try to modify the sub and then say it's like. It's just like. Yeah. And yeah. then <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, then you're definitely walking it. It's interesting and probably even more interesting for me because I was like, 
I, why is he not in more than one episode? And why is this, like, uh, I don't know what's wrong with me now. I guess this series is really doing its job. Yeah. I'm questioning what's wrong with me. Because uh, <laughs> Shinji uh, being upset about killing or attacking his friend uh, Toji, I'm like, I get it. I get why you're upset. But, like, at the same time, thousands of people, including Toji, would die if he kept on going on his rampage then later mm-hmm. on when he's like i i don't want to attack you even though you're it turns out you're an angel and you're the, the last angel and you're gonna destroy the world i'm like yeah I, I get that you were buds for 22 hours but eh, he's he's gonna kill everybody maybe you should do something about it maybe you should be less conflicted. i feel like he was less conflicted because there's definitely a moment in there where he talks about like you know you betrayed me just like my father like did like you turn out to just be mm-hmm. just like him and like he's far less conflicted. He's willing to go right, after right. Kaoru yeah, because he's less conflicted. I'll yeah. give you that. But yeah, I'm still like, yeah, I think maybe less screaming at the guy you just met for betraying you, uh, and you know, beating him up. I guess I don't know. I don't. I'm just weird. There, there, it's, it's it's odd because they they do make such a solid connection in such a short amount of time. And I, again, like uh, you know, like Russell says, they're, they're, they condense so much, you know, mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time. And like I guess it's obvious at, at that point that they had just run out of episodes and they were like well we just got to do this now but there is also there is also another thing to consider about Kaoru, which is i mean he he's manipulating shinji he is the manipulator oh yeah obviously because he he is the angel he knows he's the angel he's getting very close to shinji he's you know doing it with the intent of i'm going to infiltrate nerve and i'm going to blow up the world with adam and i'm going to like none of this stuff is by accident so that's one of the things that also makes me think that you know Kaoru's motivations are i'm an angel i am going to destroy you all so his attachment to shinji kind of needs to be abrupt for him i mean this is james on swooping in you know and and seducing uh you know seducing the second in command of the uh (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's kind of what's happening he loops in uses shinji to a degree and then tries to go out with his plan thinking well shinji's you know probably not going to go after me and then when shinji does to die now it's you know a truck love story i or meant, meant for you to kill me because that's the only at this point the fantacrap lee i'm like the, the word crap comes comes out of my mouth to the screen i do believe meant to be genuine or at least meant to be taken genuinely uh i don't think uh, well he is absolutely doing what you're saying i i feel like exactly like frank like the fantacrap is really getting too high here and it's just so much obscurity and like the at field is like more than the the projection of your hearts and like what do, are we playing kingdom hearts now like is this what we're talking about why not, like, why not? i yeah, mean eventually i guess but like i don't mean to i don't mean to poo poo all over it because i do mm-hmm. like the dynamic of the two characters and i do like haru as a character and i like you know mm-hmm. i like i like how he's developed in the episode that we have and but at the same time, it's just come on, like we we we're getting so obtuse, and it's just it it's bad. And so I get to at this point, uh, and it'll be more important in the next uh, two episodes. But uh, this is where uh, Pope came in to spot watch with it with me. Pope's seen it before, right? You've seen yeah, it several yeah, times, like ten times. Yeah, and I'm sitting there watching this, and Pope comes in, and he's sitting behind me. Um, and one of the things he, he has to do at this point is make sure that I keep looking at the screen. Because, again, in the next two episodes, I start to, to pay it, not pay attention. He's like, no, you should, you should keep looking at the screen. There's something coming. Um, but at this point, it's like when the – I think I tell you, Pope, and I'm like, this is sort of like the Game of Thrones season eight of anime. 
uh, these these few episodes. It feels mm-hmm. weirdly rushed. Not that the points that they are hitting aren't points that they should be hitting yeah. or that they wanted to hit, but that they're not doing it right. And that's mm-hmm. probably why when I w- watched this this episode, um, uh, I'm I'm feeling like, uh, why are you why are you telling me all this fanta crap? I it feels weird because it's like almost an info dump. Yeah. When he announces mm-hmm. Adam's full name, which I wrote down and then immediately lost. Yeah. The dark shadow of Adam. And then, oh, it's not Adam, it's Lilith. And then, what? Mm-hmm. And then there's the black moon and the white moon. And like, it's like, oh my, what are we talking about? It exactly? was too much in condensed in too short a spa- space. Yeah. So it was yeah. very hard to take. And I guess when, when that happens, your immediate instinct is to go through, this is not done well. That's why you hear so many people saying it's lazy. I'm putting scare quotes on that. Lazy writing for Game of Thrones. We're not going to talk about Game of Thrones or anything. Right. But like <laughs> it's I don't I think it's a mistake to call this lazy, but it feels rushed or the pacing is off or that there this should have been done over the course of many more episodes yeah. and made it more more <laughs> clear what the intent was. And then we have that whole thing that happens with Ray where she mm-hmm. just kind of shows up, has a signature that then disappears that just immediately distracts them from hitting the self-destruct button, and that's kind of it. Yeah. It's like, there's another yes. thing. Is it another angel? Like, we don't know. Oh, it's gone now. I'm like, oh, man, what was that? I'm like, all right, we're not going to address that again. Like, because yeah. the series is over. So that doesn't mean anything, guys. Glad we had this talk. <laughs> We've also, you know, tucked Asuka out of the way. You oh, know, we, after, God, after having that was, her, you know. Mm-hmm. Th- that was awful. That opening scene of her in the bathtub is just yeah. scary. Oh, yeah. Asuka, yeah, we're, we're, wreck it. Yeah, we even skipped over Asuka. This starts off with her witnessing her mother's suicide. The, mm-hmm. the scene of, in the bathtub is very disturbing. And it, it's set up just to suggest that one of these three Ava that we have encountered no longer has a soul so that this new angel can inhabit it. Which is kind of just a MacGuffin for an episode. It right. doesn't really go anywhere. Other Again, than it gets it gets Kauru in there. So yeah, you know. <sighs> and also, Sele sends the last angel for, to them. Why? What is? We're we're in Sele well, and Nerva working the, together to stop the angels. Weren't they mad when an angel made its way towards Central Dogma a few episodes well, this ago? Is, this is where we make the big turn. This is where all this stuff starts happening with the Lance. And how Nerve has broken away from Zayla, and Zayla is now trying to take out Nerve to seize control of instrumentality. I mean, that, that's the whole thing. This is where they all the backstabbing happens. And unfortunately, it's been so poorly explained up to this point. <laughs> when it does start happening, you kind of need to have a primer, or you need to be like, know how it ends, and then look backwards in order to make sense of it all. But yeah, this, this is basically where all these people who were, um, you know secretly in the dark manipulating each other suddenly all come out into the light and attack one another uh it's even more apparent in the movies because that does involve like you know tanks and you know uh, covert uh troops with machine guns and stuff but yeah this is this is where zayla turns on nerve and nerve turns back on zayla each trying to decide who's really in control of what happens but we don't even know what what their motives are like i mean we hear in human instrumentality and then what's yep. worse is we hear it during the next two episodes where, oh. we're, where we're told this is the human instrumentality project. Yep. This is it? Like it did, yeah. did, 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 was the whole thing just literally – was the whole thing literally just Gendo being like, and then we talk about our feelings, everybody. Like we're, <laughs> we're going to all realize we're actually part of a cartoon show. Uh, I, I feel like once that glass yeah. breaks, like I, I was telling him like that's like the, the, the god darn it moment like where you're just like 
you have to scream out because it's so upsetting that that was the end end. Uh, so at this at the end of this I'm still looking for uh, I'm looking for plot, right? I'm looking for the p- mm-hmm. purpose of everything and it feels again it's very s- similar to some other uh, uh stories that have translation fati- fatigue where uh, I'm thinking do I have to read something to know what's happening and it's sort of I think like I think if you do if you've read the manga or if you've read or if you've seen the other ex- expanded versions of this you could mm-hmm. go back and rewatch these and maybe find more context maybe but yeah. um, maybe that's best left till the very end of this review. Point of information though uh, that the manga came after. The oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This this almost, is almost a, twenty years. Almost twenty years after. Yeah. This. yeah, this isn't a matter of of me of like saying oh well you know they couldn't put everything on the page on the in the in the story but it was more of a. Mm-hmm. If you've run into people who are like, well, this is what happens, it's either people who are reading the tea leaves yeah. or people who have eventually read the manga, but 20 years later. I, yeah. I feel like this show suffers from what a lot of uh, anime, I think, suffer from, which is eventually the creator doesn't care about its audience. Like, there's a lot of stuff here, like, about, like, the Dead Sea Scrolls and Tree of Life and Sephiroth and mm-hmm. things, and, like, all these symbol symbolism in all mm-hmm. of these places and i think there just came a point in this when budget was getting low and nobody was watching the show at that point in time that ano just kind of felt like eh, i'm just yeah. gonna do what i want it doesn't really matter like if i want to sit here and wax philosophical about things this is my vehicle to do it and it's just it, it, it is a little of that it's an artist that doesn't care about its audience mm-hmm. and it's so obvious and it's just it becomes annoying to actually have to get through well, I think I think that's actually sort of up to episode 24. This is Anno saying, hey, here's the story you want. 25 and 26, he wrote this, he wrote this, this story, the story for all this coming out of a prolonged period of depression. And, you know, there's talk, OK, maybe he was suicidal in that time, all that, that sort of thing. And the idea was that working on Ev- Evangelion is what got him out of a depressive funk that went on for years, apparently. Now, in that case, I'd almost say that 25 and 26 are entirely for him. He mm. doesn't, you're right, he does not care what the audience thinks. When we get to episodes 25 and 26, the instrumentality project, this is really just him writing about depression, writing about identity, writing about, like, just like bald facedly, like, hey, here's me struggling with my sense of identity and trying to find value in my life. And guess what? Uh, you've already sat through 24 episodes of Giant Robots, so now you're going to watch me spill my uh you know my personal therapy out on the screen for you and that's kind of what we get i i i can appreciate it in a way i mean not a good place or time not a good time or place no not at all (laughs) it feels it feels that's what that's what happened i I almost feel like it this is this show it benefits from being spoiled by telling people not the way it's been told to me over over the course of of these many weeks that oh the ending you won't believe it because that to <laughs> me uh, has always painted a picture of horrible tragedy that you cannot cope with right not just <laughs> not just like oh at some point uh, basically the author decides i'm just going to use these main characters to 
this is a super deep cut, but Dave Sims Cerebus this, where suddenly it's not about Conan the Barbarian as an aardvark. I know, super deep cut. But like, suddenly it's about how much women are ruining uh, the world. Yeah, and, uh, it's it's like treatsies mm-hmm. on treatsies on uh, anything. What I want to, and I can appreciate mm-hmm. it, but it's like it. It, when it blindsides you, and I, I guess everyone gets to experience this for the first time as if the original Japanese audience watching this going, what happened? <laughs> what just yep. happened? Yep. And it's fascinating. So mm-hmm. I also almost want to talk about, I don't know if this is appropriate or not. We can't, we were going to go into the other episodes, uh, but like mm. what we would have done to modify this and a lot of it, to me, is like condense uh, the last the last few episodes. Maybe just pull all the budget into one and just do <laughs> one thing. All right, but it's too early for that. We have other things we want to talk about. We talk mm-hmm. about um, yeah. Uh, there's there's a the most ridiculous line in the, in the thing was it was an honor to die next to you. Some some person says to yeah, that's very she, Japanese though. Yeah, yeah, it was just like mm-hmm. but her uh, but Masato's reaction was like thanks. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we we kind of once once we get into instrumentality, the human instrumentality project thing, you know, it, it is kind of unfortunate how quickly we just dispatch all the other characters in order to throw them into Shinji's, you know, yes. uh, mind space. But we don't necessarily. Is, a lot of Ray and a lot of Oscar are still there. No, I don't think they are there. I think oh, they're, just, we, like, they're just like ghosts. Masato appears and we cut away to seeing, oh, and there she was. She was shot in the head and fell down a wall and, oh, hey, here she is. And then we do sort of the same thing for Ritzko. Like, oh, and there's her body. Yeah. Like, we, just, we just kind of like quickly discard them to, to immediately say like, oh, this comes after death. You know, instrumentality comes after death because, look, these people are dead. And Asuka vanished, so she's probably dead. And Ray, they blended up all the remains, so she's probably dead. So that's where we that's that's as far as we get into explaining what's happening in instrumentality. You know, we get a flash of these people being dead and then they're all talking inside Shinji's head, which implies that instrumentality is a, you know, an afterlife uh, process. That's interesting. Uh, I did not read that. I did not read that. At the, so in the, ne- in the next two episodes, the way I've I've interpreted it, there is a version where mm-hmm. you could see people having died. Right? You see them yeah. being killed. Uh, I guess the the it would be Shinji's father who was doing it. I'm not exactly sure. It seems like that's the last leg of the actual plotline we're getting. Right. And end then, of Evangelion. End of Evangelion film will give you a very different. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. So uh, there's there's that aspect of it. Then there's the element where um, we're getting like the internal monologues of various characters, which may not even be their man- monologues. It may be Shinji thinking about who they were, um, mm-hmm. and that's when the, the the show gets very weirdly sex negative uh, with Masato, who is yeah. uh, like shamed by her relationship. But there was no none of that was earned. None of the legwork of that was ever put on the show. But it's weird. It's sort of it's all coming from inside herself, but also at the same time, it's it's still trying to express that what she's done isn't necessarily bad. It's just she's she's projecting these things on herself, and also her desire to be dirty or filthy. And it's just like I don't. But it's, it's my, we, it, yeah. There's my point isn't. Yeah, you're yeah, right. That's my exactly point is. isn't that the character mm-hmm. would just be, suddenly appears. Yeah, no character could think this way. I'm saying that it was not. There was none of that legwork was done. Yeah. So it just appears. So you're like, well, what does this even mean? Like, I can't tell you whether that was supposed to be her internal monologue, whether it was psychological torture from someone, whether it was Shinji projecting his own right. sexual fears onto this woman who was already dead. Maybe by this point, uh-huh. it doesn't matter. 
Okay, well, do you, yeah. do you want me to try and get deep into this into this yeah, nonsense? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. So here's the thing. This this is kind of pulled together from a lot of stuff, and I am kind of leaning, you know, reaching forward a little bit with the idea of the AT field and human instrumentality. I mean, the AT field is the division between beings. You know, it's it's the sense of self. It is the separation between a person and another person. It's you know, it's your ego, your identity, the shield you put up around yourself. And the idea is that during instrumentality, people's AT fields are vanishing. They are all losing barriers between each other. And that means that all of their thoughts are pouring out into other people, which is kind of why everybody's ideas are washing in and out of Shinji's head. And the idea is who is accepting instrumentality? Who is okay with giving up themselves into a collective? And who is resisting it? And Misato is resisting it because her sexuality is something she wants to keep for herself. Now, they made it seem that she's ashamed of it and all that sort of thing. But honestly, a lot of it is she does not want that to go out to other people, you know? Um, this this leads back to that, like, Shinji, like, you know, he's he having his fantasies back a couple episodes ago about, like, merging with other people. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? You know, would it be nice to, like, you know, to blend with another person, to, like, lose your, lose yourself in someone else? And here's where we're kind of seeing that. Some people seem to be more comfortable with the idea of, like, yeah, I, I could just not be me and things would be okay. And other people are like, no, I, I've still... I still want to remain who I am. I want to be defined. I don't want everything that I am or that I have done to sort of spill out into others around me. So that's, yeah, that's the big, that's the big like philosophical thing that kind of inspire or, or kind of informs all of this, all of this weird junk that's going on it is a with, lot us, of weird with junk. us taking a tour through yeah. each character's mind. So I think that's interesting. I think at this point we are in the Rorschach test of yep. um of how uh how to interpret this series so mm-hmm. uh, do you either of you pope or al do you guys have a, a interpretation on any of what you've seen or because from what i from speaking to you both it seems more like you're you're on the focus of this went away weird and you haven't I think that they had a, a moment where they just eliminated all context and just went straight subtext or not not even that, no that's even the wrong way of saying it they hmm. I think they they eliminated anything that was plot and just went for straight like theme if that makes any sense okay like they yeah. just went like here are the characters here are what they're dealing with here's like just everything as bare bones as it possibly could be and I think there is some patchwork that maybe came afterwards about what human instrumentality project was and the merging of minds and so on and so forth but I think it was just Oh man, let's just deal with like this is the more interesting part anyway. Let's just deal. Let's just actually deal with that, like with our limited amount of budget and time, and just see mm-hmm. how that turns out. Let's just wrap this up in a way that would make the most uh, satisfaction for you, the person, in, who, in, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, yeah uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's certainly intentional, and it did seem like not just in the psychological aspect, but there's a lot of like religious aspects. He's also flowing through here that we're missing. Um, the to this day, he maintains that like it was intentional. He did this all on purpose. This is completely how he wanted to end it, and the, the only reason they made any more beyond this was fan outcry and like people just being scummy about like mm-hmm. like no, this isn't over. You finish it. Wow, interesting. <laughs> so my interpretation of this ending. So one of the things we've skipped over is the various things that happened in the last two episodes, and I can't even remember where one begins and the other one ends. I, I'm fairly certain this is in the very last episode. Is when at some point Shinji wakes up from what is. A, a lot of dreamlike 
thoughts about who he is into a more traditional anime. Um, yep. or more, not even more traditional anime, but just a more. Oh, like, no, it's very traditional. It's very it's like traditional. It's got tropes. Yeah, but it's also, got tropes at the wazoo. Yeah, and but also very. Um, like a normal world as well. So that, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to give you the impression that like there are no giant robots in other <laughs> anime, but like a uh, pen pen is an alarm clock. Right. Yeah. And Oscar's a next door neighbor, uh, Ray's new girl. They're, they're Ray, very... is, Ray is running down the street with a piece of toast hanging out of her mouth. L- and yeah. Collides with Shinji on their way to school. Yes. <sighs> it's so <laughs> yeah. And at this all point, the tropes I'm watching it. And I'm like, is this going to be a super dated reference? But is this going to be a Bobby Ewing in the shower reference? Is this, <laughs> is this whole thing was a, sh- a dream? Is the whole that thing Shinji was just thinking all of this in his head. And then is all he of just it? like a, a kid with an active imagination. Uh, I would have preferred that. Uh, I would have 100% hmm. been on board with. Yeah, let's just. That would have been the ending. I would have been totally satisfied. Uh, is this going to be a St. Ellsworth? How many more of these ridiculous There's ones a spin-off gonna... manga. There's yeah. a spin-off there's manga. An, yeah, we went over this uh, before. There's, there's, there's like three of those. I Evangelion think. Angelic Days go, takes this entire like few-minute segment, mm. just entire manga. Wow. So Because yeah. clearly there was enough uh, meat there to make a story of. I so I'm guess. watching this, and I'm thinking that's the, the actual ending. And there's also there's set dressing, right? It's actually a set dress. It's a theater. Yeah, that there's literally a theater at the end of uh, episode 25. And that's when we get the big yep. thing, and all the actors are on the play, are on the stage, even Shinji himself. And then Shinji's looking at himself, on the, like, what's going on? Well, Human Instrumentality right. Project, Shinji. So at Isn't this, that obvious? No, Ano, it wasn't. Thank you so much for and that. And the, the show kind of wraps itself up at this point. But I'm talking about what my... Uh, interpretation is and in my interpretation uh the show has always been about what what the what society requires of us right what what the world requires of us to move through it and it's played up and we've described it in many different episodes of this podcast that the majority of it is you know living in a a post-war uh, world where our, our children are basically used as fodder for the next battle, uh, mm-hmm. a, a climate crisis kind of situation where we have to put our own lives at, 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 at the beck and call of the greater good and what have you. But I think in the last few episodes, we realized that that's true of everyone in every situation, including people who are producing hit anime. <laughs> and I think this story is about uh, Shinji and the the creator of this anime uh, basically both realizing that they feel like they exist solely to get in the robot <laughs> and do yeah. the thing and to save yeah. the world and make everyone happy. And especially now that I know that he's he was dealing with all these issues of depression and what happened allegedly – that you can see how Shinji debating this and, and deciding he wants to do it on his own terms, the narrative arc that fits this kind of hero, where he decides he comes back to battle the robot and be the hero, but he does it on his own terms, but does it really matter anyways? He's still he's still in the robot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Does it, like, like he's going to finish this anime, and he's going to... Do it on his own terms. By showing you pictures of recyclables. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. doing it so that he gets to talk about the thing he cares about. And he and at the end, like the decision is that you have to be good with yourself. You have to be okay with what you've done and what you're willing to do. Shinji is. Everyone congratulates him. Yep. And I mm-hmm. think, uh, I think, uh, who, who created this show? Uh, Hideki Hano. Yeah, I think he's pretty happy with himself too. I I think he was. I think he I think he ended this on his terms probably. But uh again, it's 
it's odd. I have to really, I have to really think back on this because I think I'm, I'm realizing slowly but surely. Or else, I, I think I realized as soon as we started watching this again. It's like, man, I remember the, uh, the Christian themes being so uh, pro, uh, prolific, and I'm only now realizing as I'm watching through. It's like, oh, you're just using this in the same way that, say, someone who's writing Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief is using. Oh yeah, it's just words. They yeah, it's just anything. yeah. You're just you're using like Perfect. Greek, uh, Greek and uh, uh, deities well, and so yeah. on and so forth, but and. Uh, set dressing for something else. It's like, oh, this doesn't mean anything. You're just using these terminologies to. I think it barely means anything. There are yeah. certain things that might be close, but yeah. for the most part, it, yeah. but that it, was cool it, for it the adds, time. Yeah, it adds a layer of significance on yeah. top of things to be able to say, hey, look, this is about big things. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, Trust uh, me, as, as someone who named the giant robots in his RPG Saints, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> you, you just you do it. You just do it. Oh man, uh, uh, we we are going to go back to that in a minute. Do we have anything <laughs> else we want to discuss uh, before we wrap up this 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 arc of episodes? I do have a list of uh, like three or four things that I wrote down that have no context because nothing did that I want to talk about, but it's not it's not mm. very important. What yeah. was that really on the nose thing that you pointed out? Uh, my shit, favorite, what was like my favorite line of this uh, this arc was. Shinji eventually, after going through a bunch of mental gymnastics and and being a one cell animation and like nothing, he comes in, he looks around, he's like, "What the hell is this?" He doesn't even say it angrily. He's, "What the hell is this?" And I'm like, "Yep, that's it. That's that's all. That's the money. Yep, that's one hundred percent what I'm thinking, Shinji. Uh, yep. That's one of my things. Um, anybody else have anything that they want? I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go and ask the question." Is this acceptable? What happened? I mean, let's be, I want to be real and I want to just have it out right here. Um, as far as them just cutting the plot, like, hey, you got what you got. Now let's just get really obscure and let's make it just kind of very artsy and, you know, just like, like, you're right. The things that happened to Ano after this, the amount of like backlash and things that he got, I don't think he deserved. Not, not by a long shot. Mm-hmm. He ended the way he wanted to. That's fine. Judge the work. Not necessarily, I don't think you need to. Parade and yeah, make you don't him need do to hunt again. people down on Twitter or whatever was Twitter at the in the nineties. Exactly, you don't have to write the man letters. Uh, I mean, Oof. yeah, but um, which we will Angry get to when we watch text. the movie. Uh, we will actually because he puts those letters in his film. Yeah, because um, he's that kind of a mm. anyway. Well, but um, but I'm just gonna say, I want to hear people's honest opinion. Was this good? Was it? Was it really? The last three episodes here, or just, overall, like, um, the last couple episodes. What the, the what, what was like, it? What I was like the, fr- the way he said it. Is this acceptable? Yeah, is this acceptable? No, obviously it isn't. No, Pope, you're you're not. You're no, not. no, I'm I'm saying like he, like they themselves decided it wasn't. Like mm-hmm. they continued it. They, you, know, there was like no one was contented for the end of the story. No one could accept the end of the story, such that like it was so radically out there. At least in terms of you know, at least for the people watching it, that mm. there wasn't an ending they could accept. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. Uh, Russell, what I about think, you? See, it's interesting because there are so many thoughts and ideas that are in this. Again, this is one of those situations where there's a lot of dense ideas, but none of them are really played out properly. It very it has things to say. It very definitely has things to say about existence, the sense of self, the sense of of, of other and the combination of those two leading to a sense of belonging, which is very much, it, it's much more brought to the fore when we look at the books and when we look at, you know, the, the, the um, you know, the end of Evangelion thing. Those, those themes are still in there. They're just made more clear. And there's more stuff with the robots in them in order to get there. You know, the art is a lot nicer. 
but it's still handling those. Yeah, it's still handling those same concepts and ideas. So that's the thing. I feel like the the substance is still satisfying, but I feel the presentation completely uh, uh, buries what uh, are you know the, the big questions. The, the the satisfying, the substance of the satisfying ending is in there. Unfortunately, it's buried in a lot of very obvious animation shortcuts and um, a lot of stuff that's just sort of being done for the sake of. Of you know of of visuals rather than for communication. Uh I, uh, Al, what what do you think? Do you want to go first because you've seen it in the past, and since you've pretty much telegraphed what you feel, and, <laughs> and I, I, have. I haven't seen it, I'm the, I think the only one on the show right now who hasn't seen it. I don't care. I could go first, or you could. Uh, go first. I'll go ahead and I'll I'll say like where my argument here comes in. All right, and um, I think that if we're in agreement that it's at one point, Anno just absolutely just does not care about the audience at, at a certain point. I think we can, to a certain extent, agree on that. I think that there is a break of social contract there mm. that at some point you've stopped. Like, if, if art is anything, it is a communication of the artist to the, to the audience or, or at least to the viewer mm-hmm. of whatever is being created. And to ignore the whole, like, half of that interaction, I think you've stopped creating art at that point. To go back to what James was talking about, like, about we're replacing God with art. Um, I think that this is uh, like very Gendo Wakari, I like a better term, to be just kind of like, you know, talking to oneself and uh, not caring about like your audience and breaking that. I think that's unacceptable. I mm. think that is I think that's a flaw in what you've decided to do. I I think to tack it on at the end like that. I mean, I get that there are budget constraints. I get that. But you stuck this guy's stuck to his gun saying this is how it was always supposed to go. And I'm like, no, man, you sh- shooting pebbles and recyclables was probably not your plan A. I'm, I mean, I get that there's reasons why you would say that, but I'm going to bet dollars to the donuts that if I went back in time in the Wayback Machine yeah. and had a conversation with him, he'd be like, well, I didn't want to do this. But like, what, what did I have to work with? Um, and I, again, I just feel like, you know what, there were great things that you strived for and maybe there was something you were attempting i don't know but that 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 breakdown i just i think that's that's a cardinal sin and i just i don't think there's any wow. there's no way to come back from that I don't think. so i think so far we got a no from pope uh, maybe a qualified yes from russell in that yeah. it, it could it could have been something uh and I, yeah i mean has i'm gonna value. say i am gonna say basically yeah it's as was demonstrated, because they did go back and redo it, it was not accepted, even by the creators, honestly, in oh, the yeah. end. Maybe it was the lure of money. Maybe suddenly it was like, oh, hey, we could make a heck of a lot more money if we went back. And- <laughs> that, that would be my but argument against well, that yes, being. Theatrical but, but they releases still, after that, right? Yeah. yeah they still went back. Yeah, they still own- went back. They didn't let it sit. They didn't move on and stay like, okay, and now we'll go and do some other series or whatever. Like, No, they went back and they redid it. So... You know, that, that's the proof right there. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think that's fair, but I also think there's a good argument to say that money could pull you back to do something you don't want to do uh, or mm. don't, you, you didn't think oh, it was absolutely. And I think Al definitely came out as a no, it was not acceptable. Uh, so here's one of my notes while I was watching this. I wrote, in another world, this could be Firefly. Wow. Ah. So in another world where Firefly is this series that's made perfect in the memories of the people who adore it, people clamoring for additional seasons and movies and et cetera, mm-hmm. and uh, just sort of didn't happen, right? It just never got to that point. 
there is a there's a world where this show uh, just runs out of money at episode twenty three, and they just mm-hmm. don't make anything else. And people will That's always happened. be like, "What happened? What was supposed to happen? What was? Mm-hmm. Where does the story go?" Mm-hmm. And instead, we got what we got. We got this version of the story that kind of hurriedly adds layers that it doesn't really develop. Um, and if that were to happen to something like Firefly or any of these other big epic so- series that uh, sometimes don't get the the love and attention that we want them to, if that were to happen to them, I think I could understand why someone would be unsatisfied with what they got out of the uh, the other end of this yeah. by the mm-hmm. time they got to episode 26. However, I feel like... If not for those episodes, <laughs> this show wouldn't be as legendary as it is. And it must have had an impact beyond the giant robots, beyond the teenagers with angst. Just in the point of series that are willing to take weird chances on how their arcs resolve. There's a couple of them that I'm, I'm trying to think of. There's a lot of anime that do, that do this yeah. in the last few years. They're just trying, They you know, they hit for the fences. I, I I can list a dozen from from Adult Swim recently. Right? Yeah. Right? Hey, y'all remember Wolf's Rain? Paranoia was Agent. Yes. Oh. There's a couple of. Well, mm-hmm. Maybe we don't even want to list. But there, there, it sets the. It allowed something like that to to be more acceptable and to happen for better or for worse. And I guess as, as long as you know what you're getting into, yeah, it's it's good. It's okay. <laughs> you can do this. <laughs> Note that another thing I wrote down in my uh, notes is, is this show like The Ring? Will I die in seven days if I don't force, <laughs> some, if I don't force it onto someone else? Uh, yeah, because there was a lot of anger I have for all of you for making me watch this. Oh, I was like, why, did it, why didn't people warn me that this was what they meant? Oh, we're not. I, I, as weird as this is going to sound, we ain't out of the woods yet. What? How <laughs> is this possible? Uh, we still have a whole movie left. Two, yep, two-ish. We still have End of Evangelion. And then, hey, you want to start talking about the rebuilds? No, let's or, not. Uh, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and say, like, right, we, we, we shouldn't talk about the rebuilds because the fourth one isn't out and probably won't be out for another seven years. I, the, yeah. the, claiming You're 2020 right. right now yeah oh interesting so is there is there one more movie left and then maybe a recap show for this podcast there's a there's one movie left and then uh oh, we'll see if we can get a recap show out of this and we'll talk about the, the netflix yeah. series or the netflix I think we can, yeah bit. we can do a roundup of of some subjects that we weren't able to touch on and yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's it's good to talk about some comparison between the netflix and the uh the old dvd releases oh my god i just realized something we should probably should mention that we did not talk about because we got too caught up in literally just the ending of the show. But can we mm. take a, a cool dial back to uh, Ritsko's relationship with Gendo? Oh, yeah. That was barely <laughs> – I barely heard that when it happened. I'm like, oh. Right? Like, All right. Thanks for bringing that up. And then just like, I guess we're dropping that. That's weird. Yeah. But, yep, no time for that. That just didn't feel that important to me. Well, it was, it was one of the many things that – that felt almost insultively tacked on. Yeah. Where you were like, oh, so they had a sexual relationship that was inappropriate, I guess. Um, Glad we addressed that. It would have been nice to spend some time on this. Yeah. Um, her and uh, Masato had a, a, a weird friendship that wasn't a real friendship. I'm like, that seems legit, but I don't eh. know. We didn't really focus on that either. And the cat, I guess that was relevant, maybe. 
the cat was who shot uh, <laughs> Kashi. Kashi. That's yeah. how the cat died. Uh, speaking Most of giant things. robots, as we begin to wrap up our series, and actually as we're recording this, you're preparing for a uh, a bunch of uh, runs of your oh, your well. great game, Russell. You gotta you gotta <laughs> plug it. We gotta we gotta plug your game. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, well, a few years back, I wrote uh, a tabletop RPG called Tears of a Machine, which um, actually was partially inspired by Neon Genesis Evangelion and similar shows, uh, just because it's a subject that sticks in my head and is, you know, a, a, I think a good playground for a lot of um, a lot of interesting, you know, ideas about, uh, you know, teen life and giant robots and, you know, space conflict. So... What I'm actually working on now is what I'm, you know, the, the second, the second edition with uh, entirely new, new approach to the rules, um, sort of refined uh, setting and things like that. So, yeah, so this weekend I'm going to be playtesting um, this new refined edition at, uh, at Dexcon. Uh, so if anyone who hears this in time to get there, probably not, but if anyone does hear this, in, uh, you know, in time to get there, you can uh, see if you can hop in on one of my sessions and you can uh, have me be the one who decides to stuff your teenagers in giant robots and make them fight, you know, giant monsters uh, to save the earth. And, That's, you know, and well, hell with your feelings. I got I got monsters to kill. Yeah, I like the rebuild rules you're you're, you're going with. Uh, where can we find out more about it? If you do want to take a look at um, the current existing version, you can check out uh, robotclaw.info. That's the website for my imprint. That's where my first edition uh, uh, is out there. Stuff about the second edition is going to be coming soon. I think after this week, when I get some more data about my playtests and my campaign session starts to get me some more stuff to, to talk about, I'll be ready to share things more with the, uh, the wide open public. But right now, the new edition is just a couple of fun teaser tweets. Oh, but, neat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very neat. All right. Well, we've got a few more episodes left before we wrap this all up. We hope you're enjoying what you what we may have lured you into watching. If you're angry <laughs> at us or not, please send us a drop us a line somewhere on Twitter and Facebook. We will respond to those messages. Uh, again, subscribe so you could get the latest episode as soon as it drops. Mm-hmm. And uh, congratulations! 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 Uh, yeah, I can't want... I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it gets worse. It, how does it... How could it... Am I lying? It gets Am bigger. I lying? It gets bigger. No, I think bigger. that's the way of saying it. Like, it doesn't get worse. It just gets bigger. I think I think that the uh, the, the movie is uh, is interesting. I mean, I'm, I'll never turn down a time to watch it. Because it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's visually a feast. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, this is, this, this is the money that you wish they had had. Right? Oh, my God. Shinji's a sociopath. But, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, we'll see what goes on. We'll see what happens. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.